causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. I'm glad I don't interpret scripture literally. There wouldn't be a whole lot left to my body if that were the case. No, we're Catholics and we don't interpret scripture literally, we interpret it allegorically because our Lord uses parables and he uses images and metaphors and analogies. And so we have to look at this in the context of his day and also the spirit of the gospel, which is under these circumstances, challenging us to look at all the stuff in our lives and to ask what keeps me from knowing, loving, and serving the Lord with all my heart. Because that's why he created us, to know, to love, and to serve him in this life that we might do so most perfectly in the next. So we're created for him, ultimately. Not for the world. Not for each other, ultimately, as sad as that sounds. We are created for him. And so whatever it is in our lives that causes us to keep from knowing and loving and serving our Lord, then that's worth looking at. And that's the stuff he's talking about. Whatever that is, cut it off. Now that's radical surgery when you look at what our Lord is saying, but he is challenging us to really work at this with his grace, to address the stuff in our lives that gets in the way. And these could be persons, places, or things. But all of us know that in the inventory of what keeps us from growing in faith, hope, and love, faith, hope, and love in God. When I was in a residential treatment program for depression back in 2007, I met many fine priests in our program of recovery, and many of them were there for various addictions and needs, and I befriended one priest and I said, Andrew, why are you here? And he said, I'm here for stuff. I said, oh, yeah, gambling? He said, no, stuff. I said, oh, drinking alcohol. He said, no, no, stuff. I said, oh, drugs? sexual addictions, problems, pornography. I mean, what, what's going on? He said, no, stuff. I said, like what? He said, stuff. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I'm a hoarder. Stuff. I collect stuff. I can't stop buying things and collecting things and I've got attic and basement and I've got two houses and four cars and six boats and oh my God, I just can't stop. I have an addiction of hoarding. I said, why didn't you say so? He said, I did, stuff. So what's your stuff? What's the stuff in your life and in mine that is the addiction? if you will. We know we have to clean the closet. We know we've got to clean that stuff out. In fact, this last summer, we spent a good deal of 
two or three weeks with six industrial dumpsters out here removing stuff from the maintenance room, the school, the attics, the basements. My God, there was so much stuff. And it was so liberating, so freeing. When all that was over and those six big dumpsters went away, I thought, my God, no one's gonna miss that stuff. It's been sitting in there for 70, 80, 90 years, junk stuff that clutters up rooms. You can't breathe. It breeds mold, all that stuff in the way. It is wonderful. Don't you all know that experience of really doing a thorough cleaning, getting rid of stuff, or you're moving to a new place and you say, oh my God, I had no idea how much stuff is in my life. Or we, most of us say, I'll get to that one day, right? I'll clean it out. Never do, right? And then we move, we take all that stuff with us, more boxes of stuff, and we go through life carrying all that stuff, and it just weighs us down, right? Now, what's our Lord talking about? He's talking about sin. He's talking about the stuff of sin that weighs us down. And these could be grudges from our past. These could be feelings that we just won't let go of, right? Lots of stuff. You said that to me 45 years ago. Do you know people like that that will remind you whenever they see you, say, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm not talking to you because 62 years ago you, and they hold that over you. They remember stuff that you don't even remember, but they're holding on to it. And it really weighs you down, it weighs them down. It's hard to let go of the stuff of life that keeps us from growing in our faith, hope, and love of God in Jesus, and our faith and hope and love for each other. So what do we do about that? Because most of us want to get rid of it, or at least try to get rid of it, but it keeps coming back. It's always there. It's always in the way. It clutters our lives, and it weighs us down. So the Lord says, okay, Name it, name that stuff. Whatever that is that's going on in your heart, in your soul, what's going on in your mind right now? And you say, okay, Lord, I need you to help me to be delivered from this stuff. A person, a place, things, whatever it is in the emotional, and spiritual world that we all live in, in our own little worlds, we have to ask the Lord to deliver us. The beautiful Our Father, that prayer that we pray every day, the most wonderful prayer known to Christianity. Deliver us, Lord. Deliver us from every evil. The evil. Now, a lot of us don't like to use that word. We say, oh no, it's all good. You know the phrase, it's all good. Well, it's not all good. <laughs> no, the t-shirts to say, it's not all good. There's a lot of evil. There's evil in our hearts, in our minds, in the world, in the church. It's everywhere. Now, it's not going to be winning over good because good always trumps evil, right? It always wins out because God is all good. And Satan is only a creature. 
Satan is less than God. He will never be on a par. So evil will never be on a par with good. But we pray to be delivered from all that evil because we can't do it on our own. We need his grace. We need his, his strength. We need his mercy. We need all that he can give us, and he wants to. He says, come to me, all you who find life burdensome, wearisome, and I will refresh you. See, Christianity is not a self-improvement program. This is not about my trying to pull myself up by my bootstraps and say, I can do it. That's part of it. But a bigger part of that is relying upon the grace and strength of the Lord to deliver us. That's why we come here. Recognizing that we're weak and that we need his help. So we say, Lord, I'm going to turn it over to you. And when we turn over that stuff to him, little by little, we just let go of that honestly. I mean, really begin to let go of that and say, you know, it's not worth holding on to. All that stuff I've held on for years, all those grudges, all those memories, all those bad feelings and hurts and pains. And I, I pride myself on saying, yeah, I was hurt. So, well, the Lord says, come to me. I will deliver you from every evil. And that beautiful prayer that follows the Our Father at Mass, deliver us, O Lord, from every evil and grant us peace in our days. In your mercy, keep us free from sin and protect us from all anxiety as we await the blessed hope and coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, this is deliverance, friends. Deliverance. Deliver us, O Lord, we pray, from every evil. This will make us whole again. This will keep us on the right track of growing in our faith, hope, and love in the most primary relationship that ever was given us, you and me, individually, with God the Father. To him be all glory and honor now and forever. Amen.